Hello, beautiful people. This is FlashBlackRadio.com. We are the usual suspects. To my left, I have Ms. Christy Hunt. Hey. Hi, it's Takia, a.k.a. T-Rich. What's going on? It's Slim Williams. And I am Da Vinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. We are, again, the usual suspects. This is Shit You Might Have Missed. Today's date is December 12th, 2016. And we're just going to run right into a couple of things. Any like current events? Anybody wants to talk about anything like that caught their mind or caught their eye rather before? Uh, we well, I just it? thought that I don't have a nickname and I feel left out. That's it. Uh, you, you can you can have a nickname. Uh, one, one of us I'm cool. Make you one what on they the call spot? you in these streets? Nothing. Oh, we're not going to call you nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we can make one for you. You might not like it. But, you know, we can we can definitely make a nickname. I mean, you know, I would think I would have a nickname, but I don't. Yeah, I, I thought my parents I thought, called me kid. I thought, like in the beginning, <laughs> I thought in the beginning I was gonna like, yo, we could say K Hunt, but like, you know, like it's I, cunt. Exactly. <laughs> right? that's exactly. I'm cool with that though. Yeah, yeah, I'm oh, cool with oh, that. Okay. Uh, for now, you are. I'm cool wait, with wait, it wait, when wait, I'm wait. eighty. Okay. You know, cunt is the only word that's used to refer to the woman that does not have a derogatory origin. We should all embrace cunt. What? Yeah. It's just old English for vagina. I've definitely used it in a derogatory fashion. Yes, I, I, but that's the only that's the only origin. Though. But yes. the origin the of it is the only one that doesn't have. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Etymological derivation. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> I'm from Philadelphia and I talk with my hands. Christy <laughs> <laughs> on drums. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um I I can I guess I can I can jump it off or whatever. Um I was driving home today a little bit earlier than normal and I heard this uh this this guy named Malcolm Nance. I think I'm gonna start checking out this guy on Twitter. Um I haven't really gotten a chance to get into all his credentials, but he seems to have some serious credentials in terms of uh, security, national security. And uh, he was on a, a, a radio talk show and he was talking about some of the implications uh, with Donald Trump uh, or president-elect Donald Trump if he were to get into office, all the things that he's already set into motion that could potentially be an issue in terms of national security. And it's one of those things that, you know, it's easy for some to look at it from the perspective of, oh, well, on this side of the house, you have like voting rights that, that have been suppressed and you got issues on that side of the house. You got housing being manned by Uncle Ben for some reason. I don't know. Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of scary things that you're going on in terms of what he's doing domestically in terms of who he's tapping to be his cabinet. Right. But. Uh, the phone call that he made or that he had with the president of Taiwan when, you know, there's a standing thing where America does not talk to Taiwan, right? And China's apparently quite pissed off about it and Trump is kind of like big deal. But, you know, um, he was saying that one of the ways that I'm not laughing because it's funny, but he was saying that one of the implications that could come out of this is if if China is perturbed enough, they could just invade Taiwan. You know what I'm saying? It's just like 
that's kind of deep. You know what I'm saying? It's just like there's so much nuance in terms of things, and like you know, uh, you know, us pulling out a Trans-Pacific Partnership or whatever. That means China is like the big guy. Is from what he was saying in terms of like that region, they have the most pull in that area. Um, and saying like you know, well, what's going to happen with North Korea? North Korea is kind of doing what it wants to do. What North Korea wants to, it could kind of invade South Korea. So all these balances that have been in place for so long have been in place with the understanding that somebody's supposed to come in and, you know, manage these these things. Mm-hmm. And we have somebody like Trump who gives zero fucks about any of this. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just kind of sobering on another level, like how how real this uh, this situation can get. So a lot of people looking at December 19th like it's going to be uh, this. I don't I don't have expectations for December 19th. That's basically when the electors get together, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and cast their votes um, for the presidency. And if they choose to, some can, some have to vote the way their their state has um, um, voted, but some can choose to withhold their votes or flip their votes. So we just need, uh, we meaning the country, this is not just a bipartisan thing, but we need um, we need them to Flip about 40 votes or withhold 40 votes to keep President elect Trump from becoming Blown President Trump. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be pretty. Right. Because on Diane Reem this morning, there was one guy, and I don't remember his name, but he was saying that Taiwan is probably the only thing that would make China actually consider the use of nuclear weapons. So, yeah. China was big mad over it. It's not yeah. even like a small thing. No. Especially since he was like, yeah, and what? Hey, the crazy, he hasn't even gotten in office yet. Like, here, here's the here's the thing. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we've kind of actually been kind of tame in terms of talking about Trump, except for, you know, the random slim uh, hmm. Trump impersonations. Uh, but we, we haven't really delved that much into the whole Donald Trump election, post-election type thing. But, dude, there is so much going on right now in terms of this guy getting into office is just it's crazy where where what we're on the precipice of so we're on a we're on, we're on the precipice of something that's like extremely dangerous and i think that um everybody who was talking about like uh making america great again and and you know you know bringing jobs back and so forth and so on and <laughs> being so for america is like the rhetoric was so see-through and hollow and such nonsense and the crazy thing is you want to make america great again like it's not great but mm. you know there's an argument no we could get into the argument why it's not great right the real argument why it's not great but what i'm saying is for those who are saying make america great again are already benefiting from america and from their side of the house being great whether they want to acknowledge it or not it's not great to a lot of them just because there's a black dude in office as the president right right but what is troubling for me is the fact that all this you want to do this thing bring america back but you basically tapped a guy that's in bed with people that are basically in it for the money and the dollar so the secretary of state the potential secretary of state that they're looking at now is a quote-unquote friend of the russians can he get like a friendship medal from Putin? Ah, dude, it's this is like this is like super scary, man. It's like it's, this is not even about like 
you know, national security. This isn't about like, you know, this is about a money and power grab. Like people that pe- donated like what twelve million to Trump over his campaign or whatever are getting basically taps to be running major branches and departments of the government, which is ridiculous. You know, like somebody who believes in creationism is going to be a uh, secretary of education if Trump has his way. No, someone who has never been to public school or put her children in public school and doesn't believe in public school. Fuck creationism. I would rather you believe in creationism and public schools. Then at least maybe you can, you know, send your kids to school and like fix the creationism shit at home. But she don't believe in public schools. So she essentially wants to turn the whole country into what New Orleans looks like, which is a major city. It is the only major city in this country that has no public schools at all. They are all charters. Every last one of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I, I that, that like when we go down the list of people that have been tapped, it, it it's 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 mind boggling. Like you have a neurosurgeon that's the <laughs> the secretary of housing and urban development, not the, the surgeon general, but he the, lives in the house though. Huh? He lives in. The he house. does live in the house. <laughs> that is true. Those are the call of. But and it, presumably, but it, he had to get a mortgage for it. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit deeper. I'm saying, than that. he uh, might. But I appreciate the humor house. in that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. Uh, what's up with your boy Christie? Like, is like Chris Christie just? <laughs> no, I'm being funny. You know, he prosecuted he Jared Kushner's dad and sent him to jail, right? Yeah, I heard. I heard there was a whole problem about that. Yeah, he, like he wants that's... like revenge and get back like James Brown. Or not even like he wants. He got it. Mm. <laughs> he done been sidelined. <laughs> Yeah, and which shows you the level of shade because they knew that the entire time. Yeah, yeah, it's like like you're 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 there he the was entire useful. time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was he? Yeah, was he? special. It's fun to have way. someone to kick if you're a narcissist. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so but this is what we were talking about. Was it last week when we were talking about how he's been, um, hanging out with Romney mittens? Yeah, we like, talk about that. Like that's just trying to fool us. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Like you're mm-hmm. not really that's interested just trying in to fool us. Yeah, yeah. So one other interesting that I that I heard on uh, on my way into work this morning, I was listening to the Joe Madison show uh, on Sirius XM, and um, on on his show he was talking about um, how Trump admitted that he's only had a handful of security briefings since he's been president-elect. He said he only needs to do them once a week because he's like really smart. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm like a smart guy. That was his, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what he said. And he said, look, I have these, these people are very smart, but somebody called in and said something very interesting that I thought was like, Hmm, that's a good point. And saying, well, if you're not getting the security briefings because you don't feel you need to be briefed, but how would you know you need to be briefed unless you're briefed, right? This, you know, that whole thing, but um, what if he's trying to set up plausible deniability, like like something goes down? Well, I wasn't aware of that because I wasn't told. So that was a point that somebody they called and made or whatever, and I can see somebody of Trump's ilk, Trump's ilk, doing mm-hmm. doing that. I think he's George Bush. I think he actually is what we thought George Bush was. George Bush may be mediocre. He's definitely a mediocre white man. He's definitely but, white mediocre. And 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 his parents definitely bought his way into what was it, Yale or wherever he went. But I don't think he was like 
I don't think he had a fundamental lack of respect for the office. Maybe no, he because, actually took the office pretty seriously. Like, from what I heard. like, like I, I feel like I didn't like his policies. I think he portrayed himself like a bumbling idiot on purpose. Like, I think he pretended to be folksier than he was. I mean, because, you know, he's all like down homie Texas when really he was like raising Kennebunkport. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's like, it doesn't really wash. But this man, Donald Trump, is what Bush, we thought he was. We thought Cheney was running everything and Bush was just like sitting back like, I have no idea what's going on. Oh, was but I think the Cheney scary thing definitely running is that we are paying a lot of attention to Donald Trump, but we are not paying attention to Mike Pence. And that to me is frightening because did anybody watch Banshee? No. No. Nobody watched Banshee. Sorry, it came Christine, on Cinemax. Like Who watched it? I didn't even have Cinemax. Cinemax. Right. Sorry. See, they, I like the Nick. Um, but my point is in the storyline for the last season and a half, it's about neo-Nazis. Okay. And one of the most kind of frightening things, if you think about what's going on now, is that um, the long story short is that there's a bunch of neo-Nazis in bed with this guy. And there's like this power kind of like struggle going on. And the little young neo-Nazi guy gets out of line. So the guy who he's dealing with calls his boss. And his boss shows up to the meeting. And his boss ends up being Senator Somebody. And everybody knows who he is. And everybody jumps to attention, gives him the salute. He marshals his troops, tells him, ignore this little fuckboy over here and come on and do what I've been telling you to do. And I think that's the thing that's scary to me because we know what Donald Trump is. We don't actually know what Mike Pence is, but we know that he doesn't like gays and he probably doesn't like black people um, and or, or people of color. So, I mean, I feel like the fact like, that uh, he is getting the security briefings. No, he does not. The fact that he is getting the security briefings is frightening to me because he's an actual politician. Yeah, he knows how to, he knows how Washington works. You know, so who I, has I passed like, yeah. actual really fucked up laws. Mm-hmm. So I think to Recently. me, right, right, to <laughs> me, the scarier person to watch is Mike Pence. I feel like I think Donald Trump is that, the show to distract you from what's really going on. I think we're all on the same page about that. So, uh, Speaking I, 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 what, I, what, just really quickly, I, I, go ahead. No, you got it. Mine is not important. I don't I, know. I was, uh, what I was going to say was really not important. All words matter. Really? Do they? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, what I, I was simply going to say um, is I feel like every time we have a conversation, um, when we sit down in this forum, Chris is like, did you watch so-and-so? And makes you feel like, like, shit, for not, like... Watch what like like I can't keep up with you. Oh, I did I, catch up on Queen Sugar. I Netflix so and I, study. I, I feel you. I, it's a little different for me, but I did catch up on Queen Sugar, so I'm completely current on that series. Yay! And I also don't sleep a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Like I get four to six hours on a good night. Six hours is like Jesus gave me that sleep. My mama mama sleeps four hours on a good night. Yeah, that's not healthy. Good night is 10. (laughs) Damn. That's gluttonous right there. It is. Give me that shit. Yes. (laughs) Like on a Sunday, wake up like, oh, bitch, it's 1030. You're a winner. 
Yeah, I feel. Here's the thing. I I kind of feel like unless I got in, like in bed like four o'clock in the morning on a weekend, I kind of feel like if I sleep past ten, I'm 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 not living my life right. I feel bad. I'm sometimes. so jealous of all of you. I'm living my life great. That's why I sleep in until ten sometimes. I feel you. Oh, why not saying I don't do it? I just I'll feel bad if I do. <laughs> Have no guilt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like I need to be up doing something eh. after ten, unless it's just been the other six really days night. of the week or four. There is that. There is that. So, do do we have any uh, topics that we want to get out the way? I do. Thank you, Christy. See, I'm it is a little. Today. It is a little sad. Well, here's bump. the thing. That like, wasn't an cold expressive though. bump. Um, have you realized that's your go-to phrase? What? It's cool. Here's the thing. I have a lot of go-to phrases, and none here's of them the are good. Yeah, I, it's, none of them are good. Actually, what what happens sometimes is I'm, I'm having a bit of a brain fart because I'm monitoring like levels and also trying to make sure I'm trying to be extra aware of all the things that are going on. So sometimes my my ADD gets the best of me. I'm working on it though. Pray with me. All right. Awesome sauce. So last Tuesday, Ohio lawmakers approved a bill that would ban abortion at six weeks or when a fetus heartbeat becomes audible. The so-called heartbeat bill. So um, this guy who is a proponent of the bill was interviewed by Al Jazeera. And this exchange right here is golden. So um, he said that the bill is meant to encourage personal responsibility. Um, so he said, quote, what we have here is really the need to give people the incentive to be more responsible so we reduce unwanted pregnancies. And by the way, the vast majority of abortions are performed on women who were not raped, he told Ohio Public Radio. Um, so then the reporter asked him, what do you think makes a woman want to have an abortion? To which he responded, well, there's probably a lot of reasons. Well, I'm not a woman, he laughs. I'm thinking now, if I'm a woman, why would I want to get... Some of it has to do with economics. A lot of it has to do with economics. I don't know. It's a question I've never even thought about. You have spent your whole political career trying to get women, women to not be able to have abortions. And you have never stopped to think about... Why you would even pay for an abortion, let alone why some broad you were sleeping with might want to have one. I'm confused. Probably not to have his child. I'm so confused. I'm sorry. One of those things I said out loud. I'm so confused. Um... Yeah, I know. As a woman, I think you should jump in first on this one because, like, you know, this, this, this <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna back away on this one. And let you, yeah, go ahead. no, like I, I, I saw this whole heartbeat bill and girl, mm. I haven't read a lot about it because I'm annoyed by it. Um, I get very annoyed when there's all of this, like, hey, let's get rid of abortion and yeah, let's take women's rights because I mean that's fun. I like to sweep in on Sundays. Some people like to take women's rights. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not the same. I know. Okay. Um, it just, just, and that, I think that kind of highlights how I feel a bunch of people who are trying to take this away kind of think like, I've never really thought about why a woman would want to have an abortion. Just, but she just like, shouldn't I, be I, able I to. I think she's a horrible person for wanting to do this, but I've never thought about why somebody would want to do something that serious. Mind you, they don't want to mm-hmm. teach sex education in schools. 
They don't want to give women access to affordable birth control. Um, so then they don't want there to be abortions, and they then don't they want don't want to help you. They don't want birth control to be a part of your your health care plan and stuff right. like that. There's and that. then if if we're talking about economics, if you have a, a child and you're struggling, they don't want to offer any assistance for you to be able to take mm-hmm. care of this child. It's just a whole bunch of like, how many different ways can we say fuck you? And it's it's annoying. Man. What were your thoughts, man? <laughs> <laughs> like that intonation you put on. <laughs> so Have you would you like to jump it? in before I jump in? Because I, I I feel like I want I want to make sure that you know before I go on my ADD rant, somebody salient and coherent should speak. Do you have any like input you want to you want to throw? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, people are generally just terrible, and selfish. <laughs> um, and they only really care about themselves and their own interests. So, God forbid you consider, you know, what plight someone else might be experiencing that would cause them to want to terminate a pregnancy. I mean, I don't know anyone who takes pregnancy lightly, who treats pregnancy like a joke, like a casual, oops, I'm pregnant again. Like, I don't know anybody who treats it like that. So for people to minimalize the experience that would cause someone feel they needed to terminate a pregnancy, I mean, it's just horrible. And you can, at the end of the day, you can make a lot of arguments about why people do and say the things they do. You could chalk it up to ignorance, lack of education. You know, you can say, you know, People are are evil or, you know, people are people are selfish. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what it all comes down Mm -hmm. to. People care about what they care about. And as a result of their selfishness, they're do they'll do or say whatever. They'll be hypocrites. They'll do one thing behind closed doors and say something completely different in public with a straight face and a smile as if it's two different people. You know, living one living this way and the other speaking the other way, you know, they they have no problem. You know, I just think that's that's at the core of it. It's at the core of a lot of things, not just people's perspective mm-hmm. on abortions is people's perspectives on politics and who they vote for. Look at this election as an example. You know, mm-hmm. people somebody can make racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, declarative statements and, you know, somebody feels like their plight is more important than, you know, unarmed murders by police and, you know, mass deportation of, you know, Muslim people, Muslims, people being put in camps, you know, because they're mad about Obamacare, you know. Because it went up twenty two dollar uh, average in in the states, and majority of the people on Obamacare won't even notice the increase because the subsidies will cover the increase for them. Like it's They'll selfishness. When they don't have it. It's selfishness that causes you to think that way, and it's how things the same thing with abortion. You not look at another person's struggle. People do not look at the impact of what they say and do in the real life practical. Re- results, ramifications that it has on other people. You know, they just don't 
It's selfishness, man. Yeah. So all of what y'all said, I I I'll take a I'll take a helping of that and, and throw it in there. Um I'd like to add a couple things though. Um one I get kind of I get kind of irritated with just the the notion of how sanctimonious and self-righteous some people can be with other people's life decisions. I mean, at the end of the day, whether you agree with the termination of a, of a of a pregnancy or not, at the end of the day, it's not your body. If it's not your body, you, especially men. I mean, I mean, I have an opinion on it, but I'm not trying to go and stop anybody from doing anything they want to do with their body as as it pertains to a pregnancy because it's not my body. I don't have to carry that life to term. I don't have to care for it. That's not really. My thing. So if a woman wants to do that with her body, whether I agree with it or not, and I can speak from this position, because I won't get into that. But I, yeah, man, I just I, I don't like it. it. It's very frustrating and annoying that people are allowed to basically dumb it down to an either or type of argument when there's so much nuance in this particular uh, subject. Um, also, um, a, a quick antidote. Uh, this is back. When Rick Perry, not this past election, 2016, but prior to this, when Rick Perry was running for president the first time around, um, when niggerhead was a thing. Excuse me? Uh, you don't remember that? Where he used to go hunting? He oh, went hunting yeah. at a, He yeah, went hunting the in, a, in a cabin. It was like a in lodge. Texas. It was called niggerhead. It was a big rock that had niggerhead on it. That's where he it's went hunting. the name of the ranch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a family ranch. Well, that, that's where he went hunting because, you know, Texas. So. Well, yes. I'll wait. Christy Hunt, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Christy Hunt, ladies and gentlemen. That so. is uh, K. Hunt on drums. <laughs> Giving us all so, the percussion today. Uh, what I was going to say is um, Rick Perry made a very interesting argument as a Republican for pro-choice without intending to do so at all. And it had nothing to do with the pro-choice argument. It's actually... At this particular time, there was a, a big kerfuffle in the state of Texas because there was basically a mandatory uh, thing about young girls getting HPV vaccinations. And they had to get these vaccinations by a certain age. And he got on, he got on in front of the media and said, well, why should they have to do this? It's their body. They shouldn't, we shouldn't be telling them what to do with their body. I'm like, wait the Wait a minute. No, like, I wasn't talking about abortion. Yeah, but that why this no, is my entire point, the hypocrisy. So this is why it's frustrating for me. So like, look, just because you are for the choice of a woman, uh, you're for a woman's right to choose does not mean that you're not for life. I'm for life, but at the same time, I'm for a woman to do what the hell she wants to do with her body. I might disagree with it, but it's not, at the end of the day, it's not my call to make because it's not my body. Let somebody tell you that you have to be uh, 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 sterilized or something like that. See how you feel about that. Well, we know what countries that don't allow abortions look like. It's Romania. And look how many of their orphans we have. But it's just like at some point someone said, hey, this is this is the Republican Hill we have to die on. We have to. You just have to not support abortion if you're a Republican. It, you don't need to know why. It's just this is the way it's always been. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah. And so you, there, it just seems like there's like this blind support of it. And and for the death it, penalty, is it Texas where they have the where do they have the fetal burials? 
Oh yeah, that's Texas now. Yeah, where you have to. It doesn't pay for, matter. Oh, you have to pay for. You have to pay for. Yeah. Doesn't I matter if you that. had a miscarriage or if you had an abortion. And, and see, you have that's to. where it's going to get ugly because women who've had miscarriages are going to step the fuck up and be like, "No, nah, I can't." It's already shit. been traumatic enough. Like, no, right? No. Well, and I just like to point out with President like Trump, you know, and his uh, his his potential for being able to select up to two, maybe three Supreme Court justices over a four year period. Hanging there, Ruth. Uh, yeah. Y'all send up Didn't some prayers for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, she's old though. She might die. She, she might cancer. not have a choice in it. She got cancer. She does. So y'all send some prayers to Mama Ruth. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying, man. Like, like right now, we've already been seeing, like I said, voting and civil rights act uh, uh, elements of that being rolled back, and pro-choice. I mean, uh, excuse me, Roe versus Wade has been something they've been going after for a very long time and have not been able to get traction. So uh, we we are we are looking at some very real times in terms of. Personal liberties, like y'all think it's a game. Like, like we are starting to look very much like, uh, you know, like the world stage did back in the forties, just more technologically advanced. It was just scary. I mean, um, so I'm currently reading um, People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn, and unfortunately, this is just this is no different than it has been throughout American history. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think that's really the saddest part is that you keep looking at American history and you feel like we've made progress because there's been so much technological advancement and, you know, certain institutions in their formalized, uh, in their formalized standing are no longer, excuse me, are no longer in place. So, yeah, there's no like actual institution of quote unquote slavery. There's no actual institution of quote unquote Jim Crow. But we still have oligarchs controlling the country. And if you listen to a lot of the quotes that a lot of these oil barons and uh, railroad construction the company. Fact we even have people consider oil barons at this stage in the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like like oil barons. That's like that's like there will be blood. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sipping your milkshake, man. The like, captains like, of industry have always been in control, and they're still in control. And they, it's always been those that have against those that don't, and it's always been. Um, corporations against people and it's just it's continuing on now i think the only thing that has had changed for a while gradually over history is the political doublespeak right politicians had began had begun to figure out that you can't just say these things directly anymore you gotta you gotta finagle so they figured out over time how to just you know how to peddle the right narrative to pit subgroups of people against other subgroups of people and so on and so forth. And now what's happening is it's regressing to a time when you don't need the political doublespeak. It's regressing to a time where you don't need to, you know, shape the narrative carefully to influence people. I think that's the saddest part is like, did we make any progress? Uh, history is showing us that we have actually haven't made that much progress. Um, we made some, but, but it's, we, it's, made it's, we made improvements. We made improvements. I mean, but have we? 
we made improvements in our language. With caveats. We made improvements I mean, in our rhetoric. No, no. But we all we've done is just exchange one one form of malice for another form of malice throughout history. Like, one system we, fails, they put another one in place. Right. That one fails, they put a new one in place. So and that's and that's kind of what I was speaking to. So I I I, I I'm not disputing what you're you're about to say because I think I know where you're going. I'm, I'm of course go ahead and say whatever you got to say. What I'm saying is with caveats is it's kind of like we do the Voting Rights Act. Great, we have the right to vote, but now we got to enforce that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now somebody's actually got to take the have the will and like you know the discipline and the you know the moral fiber and you know it's so much goes along with it so you can pass a law but if you don't enforce the shit it don't really mean anything but so. history tells us that we should have expected that because we had reconstruction for like 13 years and then like eh, we just got over it yeah i'm i'm not i'm not <laughs> disputing that again, again i'm not i'm not disputing that at all and and i just feel like when people talk about the progress we made it's like oh well we're not slaves anymore it's like well, Slavery is just generally frowned upon around the world. You know? I think it's so easier I, I to feel keep people like, enslaved if they don't know they're enslaved. But I feel like some the of the matrix. But I feel like some of the progress <laughs> that we made is relative to what's actually going on socially. You know, it's not like America freed their slaves and then the rest of the world had to catch up. We were kind of late to the party. You know, we fought a whole revolutionary war to be able to keep our slave trade. So, like, I just feel like sometimes when people talk about the progress we made, it's like progress relative to what? To history? Because, I mean, like, you know, nowadays, you know, like, it's generally accepted that people should have human rights, whether or not we treat them, you know, according to those you know standards it's another thing you know and so like when people do things that like are egregiously in violation of someone's human rights for the most part we're like oh that's so horrible but like is it really you know relative to what's actually going on like here in this country we like to talk about human rights but we have the largest incarcerated population mm. in the world they're eating rotten food and they're in conditions that will make anyone's mental Sub health deteriorate human. so it's like do we really care about human rights cuz like we talk about we, all of made it to a profit yeah like right we talk here, about like, like we want it to happen like yeah we, right, we there's but, mandates minimum mandates i'm sorry there are minimum mandates for people to be in prison like you know, they people bid on these things. Like yo, we bring this prison here, y'all can get kickbacks, but they gotta keep us at like right. minimum ninety percent occupancy at all times. Right. So it's like we can't really, you know, say that we've made all this progress when we look at the system. It's like, well, relative to history, I think we can say we've made progress. When you look at the states that people are in and how we remain in these perpetual states, I feel like we should stop talking that bullshit about progress because like history has progressed but if your particular group is still in the same place that they were 200 years ago have you really made progress yeah, yeah i think i think that's a nice little bow on the, on the I, I don't think there's gonna be any argument on that and i think we can just talk in that in, in that direction for a very long time and just get more and more angry while we do it <laughs> uh Takia, did you have something that you wanted to bring bring up, talk about, discuss? 
Um, well, one of the things that I've been following and I was reading some more on it today is the situation in Venezuela. Mm. Enlighten me. You're not aware? I might be. It's just mm. a, a lot of new, that helped me out. So that is like completely crumbling um, quickly. They have uh, food apartheids now. So basically, if you are someone who supports um, the previous president's thoughts about socialism and all of this stuff, then you get like these government subsidized food baskets because there's no food. Like essentially the equivalent of a box of pasta is $300. Wow. And milk is, I think, like seven, like powdered milk, right? Even like, like powdered milk is like $700. Um, and another article I was reading is like the inflation is so high that when you go to buy things, instead of like paying with cash, the cashiers are weighing the money mm. because it just makes more sense that way instead of trying to count all of these bills. Because I think it's, I think the Bolivar is like 4000 to one US mm. dollar. And it's just an abysmal situation over there. So they're basically like waiting for a coup to happen. Um, and there are these processes in place that Chavez put in place to say like, okay, well, you can, you know, vote out the president if things aren't going right. But then there's all these other processes that you have to go through to get to that point that the people that are in power don't want to happen. Mm-hmm. So... Venezuela is just... He passed away, right? He did. Yeah, yeah. He and he handpicked like, his like successor. That was like this year he, or uh, like late no, last year? he died like four or five years ago. Now. Was and it he, that? Was it? Yeah. It was that long ago? Mm-hmm. Damn, it felt like he was like... I don't know, man. This is, uh, I guess, like, yeah. I know he so passed been, away. I, th- I think it's been that long, though. It's been kind of fucked up, but they were kind of floating along mm-hmm. because of the high price of oil. Uh-huh. And it is just like circling the drain. Like, people are... They don't have a surplus anymore, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Nope. So people are trying to go into neighboring countries just to buy like basic things. Um, but then you have to go through like smugglers and you have to pay them money so that you can go through these back routes just to get like food to feed your kids. And other countries have offered to help them. Mm-hmm. And the president has turned down the aid, mm-hmm. like food and drugs and Sorry, because he's he doesn't want to be He's signing a warrant. But, but in a very a Donald Trump sort of way, he's saying to the people that, like, these are lies that, like, the U.S. government is is making up. Mm-hmm. This is propaganda. There's no food shortages going on. We're all good. And so, like, I think that we should be paying attention to Venezuela and we should be looking at what Italy looked like when Silvio Berlusconi was in power because it's basically like a combination of the two. With Silvio Berlusconi and Italy, we have the your country's run by a fuckboy billionaire. Look at what happens. And from Venezuela, we have look at what happens when your leader makes populist promises that are not kept. Mm-hmm. Which is why I thought the whole thing kind of tied into the conversation we were having. Yeah, it's, well, you know, it, it, when when people start going hungry, it gets real, real fast. Like so. people, people spend days just like going. You go to a grocery store and you spend hours and hours mm-hmm. online just trying to get, you know, eggs, and you might not get it. You might not get bread. You might not get just like. Very, very basic stuff, not like, oh, I want neighbor, some salmon. That, you know? yeah, maybe that's when your neighbor's not your neighbor anymore after it gets to a certain point because they got families to feed, you got a family to feed, and it gets so real, Right, you know? and there are people who are trying to do like urban farming, mm-hmm. and at some point the government said, okay, well, we're going to set the price on things. 
and the prices they set is lower than the price of produ- the cost of production. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things that led to just the downfall of the Venezuelan society. And I mean, I've, I'm in a couple of travel groups and I've read stories of people who have gone there or friends who have gone there. And like, it's not a situation you want to be in. Like I kidnapping is like, yes, kidnapping like, is like you step outside industry. the airport. Yeah. Like you can, one, one person in the group was talking about her friend who went there. He had two bodyguards. He went on like business and the bodyguards like sold him out and he was like kidnapped and tortured and held and, I mean, Venezuela is a hot mess right now. And a lot of times, like, the kidnapping is, like, quick turnaround kidnapping. So it's like, you know, like, they might just, like, call up your family and see if they can get as much money. But some people are even just, like, you know, driven around for a couple hours and they, like, drain your ATM and, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I think he was, I think they kept him for, like, a week, a week Mm -hmm. and a half. So it wasn't anything. I mean, I say just a week. No. Mm Mm-mm. No, because there were some, <laughs> there really been like flight deals to, to I even Venezuela. And I was just like, nah, you can't even like, not if you buy me a ticket and just like send me there for free. Hell no. Yeah. yeah. I don't even want to be in the airport. Mm. Shit, mm. I might not even, especially went for work, like, nah. Nah, I'm good. I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. You're going to have to fire my ass. Okay? You will. I'll pack my shit and go. Hmm? Not to Venezuela, though. That's like saying, you want to go to Syria? Nah, I'm good. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, I'm gonna skip out on that trip to Aleppo. <laughs> I think I just wanted to say Aleppo. Yeah, <laughs> What's Aleppo? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it could have almost been kind of worse than Trump, but probably not really. Oh. Oh, weed laws would have been real easy. Mm-hmm. Passed everything on weed laws. He would have been. He would have signed like like uh, executive orders on on like rolling papers. <laughs> he was he a fan of marijuana. Words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't, yeah. I, mm, It is yeah. not over. It's so but, close. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remain uh, reserved until the 19th. I think he's pissed off a lot of people with actual power in this country. You think? I, I think so. I, I'm not they're, even they're talking they're like, about the rich people at this point now. I'm just talking about the intelligence people. I just feel like you should not make off, those people. Like, yeah, I like. You. All over the globe. Man, here, here's the thing that's so like, and here's what's despicable to me. There's so many people in the Republican, like you know, were supposed to be upstanding, like you know, Paul Ryan and so forth and so on, and they were anti uh, Trump while he was running, or whatever. Were they? And then they fell on. Well, that's what they said they were. Like you know, like Paul Ryan was hedging his bets and everything, trying not to like you know. Well, that's not anti. Nah, man. It, that's nah, just man. embarrassed. Nah, man. I I just don't like how like everybody like you know all of a sudden Ted Cruz for example like yeah the guy talked about my my ch- my wife and my child or was that uh, Rubio which one was that no, that was lying Ted Cruz yeah 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 mm-hmm. so it's just like 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 which one is it gonna be like the one out of everybody out of everybody ran on the Republican side John Kasich got my respect more than anybody yeah and he's like yeah yeah I understand that the RNC is gonna be in my state I'm not and Evan McMullen <laughs> he is like my hero. Why is that? Evan McMullen, he's the Mormon from Utah who ran against Trump. Um, he was on like he was on a bunch of different states tickets. Um, but he's like totally outspoken even now about like he's dangerous and you know he he's not like his 
his Mormon ethics, like that very religious, you know, like we have a code thing. He's like, yeah, I can't kind of abandon that because he's a Republican. Like he's like, I can't get on that bandwagon. Which is what so many have done. And that's what that, that's yeah. exactly what I was trying to express. Thank you. Yeah, no, he can't. They spent how many months throwing mud and talking about how bad the other person was? And mm-hmm. then as soon as he gets elected, like, oh, I mean, but I was just playing, though. Like, you're, you're cool. Put oh me in a cabinet. They should be in cabinets. Locked up. <laughs> <laughs> Not like actual yeah, positions, man. like actual cabinets, like closets. Yeah. Um, Slim, you got anything you want to add? Because I'm kind of, I'm kind of. I'm still at a point, man, where I'm waiting to have certain conversations after the 19th before I, I really. It's grammatically, I don't understand why a poor person would be conservative. I've just been going over this in my mind as I've been sitting here. Like, to conserve something, right, means you want to. You want to keep you it want to withhold, yeah. yeah. You want to withhold. You want to keep it in its, you know. You want to keep it in its or current. You want to save it. Current state. You want to keep it in its current status. Like you don't. You don't want the amount, quality, and potency of the thing as it exists right now. You don't want it to change, right? But you're poor, and you want that to change. As grammatically, that's just uh, that's interesting to me. But that's because. When the safety net was passed in the 30s with- And the 40s the de- and the 50s. With the depression. The <laughs> well, 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 no, but the original social security. Yeah, like GI the, Bill the and original stuff and the redlining. And the, Black, the, oh, no, yeah. not the GI Bill. Original social security food stamps. Mm-hmm. What came out of the depression? Because that came out of the depression. The GI Bill comes out of World War II. Um what comes out of I that? I was also in the home, like the the, the home the homestead. The homestead act that that was also around that time though too. Um, I don't I don't actually know what the homestead act is. Basically, it enables like people to get houses, whatever, and other people to not get houses, and that's where redlining came out. Where like basically we're gonna we're gonna section off the city and put everybody here. Yeah, that's that still a, that's that's a forties fifties. That's a post war thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm talking about the original. Um, the OG, gotcha. Right. Social, the original safety net, which is Social Security and food stamps. What people don't understand about that is that when they were passed, black people were excluded from it because of the jobs that were excluded from getting Social Security benefits. You could not be an agricultural worker. You could not be a domestic worker and get Social Security. Mm-hmm. So at the time, this is at the beginning or really, I guess it's probably like the beginning of the migration, like the Great Migration is going on because black people are leaving in the 20s. And even after the Depression, we're still leaving the South. But the kind of jobs that we're getting, we're not able to get Social Security. And so the safety that is a good thing because it allows white people to be lifted out of poverty. When black people get benefits in the 60s, when we become eligible for these benefits, I think it's like 65 or 66, when they re-engineer the bill and they make it so that domestic workers and agricultural workers are now eligible for it, it is a program that will lift black people out of poverty. They know it and it it begins to become demonized immediately. And so white people no longer want to be associated with something that politicians that they voted for have branded as something only for lazy niggas. And so people wanted these benefits until black people got them and then they were for lazy people because Ronald Reagan ate because of 
AFDC because his dad was totally unemployed during the Depression and they lived off the government. And one of the things that his son talks about is that he doesn't understand how somebody like his dad who survived because of the safety net would turn around and want to get rid of it. But the reality is everything in this country comes back to race. And we were not eligible for it, people of color, when it first came out. And when we became eligible for it, then all of a sudden it was a bad thing. And that's why people vote against programs that would benefit them because everything is racialized. I mean, they don't they don't they don't look at the history. It'd be pretty it'd be pretty simple if people had a capacity or mm-hmm. a desire or willingness. I don't know what it would take, but I mean, the history is there. Mm-hmm. The story is clear. It's not like the oligarchs have done this one time <laughs> during history. There's been a cycle of this throughout for the past 500 years. They've been doing this in America where you there are a few who have a lot and they are worried about the many who don't, so they institute something to keep the many who don't have anything separated. And you elevate one of them slightly over the mm-hmm. other. Not enough for them to have what we have, but enough for them to have more enough than whoever they put the on the bottom. Down. And they've been doing this throughout history. So I like if you just look at the history, if you just if you just Stop being fed the narratives that they're that they're not even force feeding you now because you know they the narratives are just out there and people just gobble it up now. Well, you, you, it does not even be a force fed. Tool. Did you see the study that came out last week? Or it was a big deal last week, so I don't know if it actually came out last week. Which is that it's not that conservatives are less intelligent than liberals; they're just intellectually lazy. So they don't want to do the mental work to follow an argument through to the conclusion. That's that new Gingrich. When I hear some conservatives, I wouldn't even call some conservatives <laughs> intellectually lazy because some of the calisthenics that they dishonest. have to do right. is intellectual, dis- intellectual right. dishonesty. Because you, it takes but the people amount that of t- intellectual the power to defend these indefensible right. positions. But it's the people that they're talking to yes. who are lazy. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And they know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they know it. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a pretty good stopping point. I don't think we have to like you know beat any dead horses today. Um, <laughs> There'll be plenty of days to beat dead horses. Indeed, indeed. I just, I just, I just, I just implore anybody who's listening right now to uh, do a little bit more to be more aware of what's going on around you. Be aware of the decisions you're making and how they impact not just you, but uh, those around you, because those around you also impact you as well. And those that will come after you. Indeed. Mm -hmm. I know, I know that's a a heavy load to carry, but. Read read a people's history of the United States. That's a good book for. I know I've suggested like the new Jim Crow, and I've suggested Between the World and Me, but those books are largely largely authored to shed light on the black experience in this country. Right. A people's history of the United States. Howard Zinn is like he specifically wrote this book just to illuminate the historical historical perspective. Of every people 
in the country that has been under underrepresented or misrepresented or mistreated or oppressed. So I think that's a good book for everybody to read. Everybody can see themselves in that book. You know, yeah, I, I just think it's good. And I think the other books are good also, specifically the new Jim Crow, just because it will be good for uh, poor Caucasians to be able to say, hey, the reason why I hate black people is because it was intentional. They engineered the situation for me to hate black people. But that that might not happen. But people's nah, that history. Would, that would take accountability. Yeah, People's history of the United States. That like that book, that book says. It tells it from the perspective of the native, from the perspective of the woman, from the perspective of the poor farmer, from the perspective of the railroad worker, of the coal miner, you know, and, you know, the perspective of the black person as well. So would you be willing to do maybe like a quick like summation of that? And we can put we can put that uh, summary on the on the website so people can. I can tell. I'm not finished the book yet. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about when you finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like I'm interested in reading the book too, so I think Absolutely. I might have to check that out because I still have to read the a new the new the, uh, the, the new Jim Crow, <laughs> not a new Jim Crow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. another one coming, ladies and gentlemen? I have to apologize. Like these things are done on Mondays, and sometimes my brain is just not firing by the time we do these recordings. Uh, uh, yeah, I apologize. Bear with me. I'm working on it. I'm get some like. Maybe I'll start drinking Red Bull or something. I've never maybe you should get ten um, hours sleep. I've oh, never had an energy Sundays. drink. Maybe I'll maybe I'll start. What? I don't know. Sleep nah. ten hours on Sundays. I don't trust them. Yeah, I feel like if I get too much sleep, then I just like I'm just tired after that though. Mm. Just like get you should you should try cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Works it puts for Trump. Some people to sleep. You, you try cocaine, get elected president. I mean, mm. what? Well. <laughs> Did you really sniff after? Okay, all right. It's the mic. Someone mm. was messing with his microphone. Okay, mm. yeah. Uh, oh, something very interesting. Uh, and we can we can we can zone out on this one. We can fade out on this one. But I was listening to uh, NPR and uh, <laughs> listened to a lot of shit today. Apparently, <laughs> did you do any work? Well, this is on the way into work. I was switching back and forth between terrestrial radio, satellite radio. So, like, the NPR is on satellite That's radio. A lot. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I like to hear the different news. Anyway, we talk about that offline. But uh, somebody was talking about the fact that Donald Trump was live tweeting his dismay at his SNL portrayal <laughs> while it was on SNL. And they said something that was so dope. And I hope SNL catches on to what this person said and does it. They said he actually tweeted so fast that there was enough time for them to actually comment on it and we can update. Mm. That would be so dope if like, yeah, Donald Trump, you know, it's just like like literally just have like, somebody like yeah, yeah. sitting on the side. Like have his live watching tweet. his Twitter yeah, account. And then, and then like literally because so you know Shay and Michael Shay's perfect for that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. this is not a joke. This is a live tweet from our president elect. This just happened. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? he did say he wasn't gonna be that busy being the president, so he does have time he to said live that. tweet. He said a lot of things. He said, I can still be the executive producer of The Apprentice. I'm not going to be that busy as the president. Well, we could talk about this next time, but I'm real interested to see what happens with uh, his postponement of his announcement of what's going to happen with his businesses. He's supposed to be announcing how he's going to unwind himself from his businesses, and he's now oh, postponed he's that announcement. So oh, yeah, I'm just interested to see what he actually says, though. 
<laughs> like with well, the actual like it's gonna matter. <laughs> I just look. Yeah, at this, I know. It's at this be point, yeah. at this point, the reason why I like to read these uh, the history books uh, that that tell the truth about history is because there's a small part I of like me that that tell the truth about history. Yeah. Is it? Not every history book does. There's a small part of me that's actually impressed by him by just every every oppressor, every oppressive regime. Every form of destructive that. government. I respect that. I am impressed by how effective it's been. And that that's the argument that a white nationalist should make. They shouldn't make oh, the argument that we don't we don't need these other races and you know we we actually are superior genetically. You just oh, make the argument that there's something about us where we are always able to find a way to exploit other people. And we are masterful at it. And we do it in a way that has us, it, it can last for a millennium the way we do it. Like, that's that's the argument. Until the aliens arrive. What yeah. is it about nationalists. I don't know. Listening. They are good at that. We don't want to give you all the 57 ideas. countries have English as an official language. What? I mean, let's think about that. Think about how many, how, <laughs> how much conquering has happened in the past. How yes. Genghis Khan and them, um, you know, Zer- Xerxes and them, Alexander and them. You know, think about all the conquering that is done. But the British. That they were really. Think good about at how the it. British they got really down. And the French and the it. Dutch. How can you not be impressed? And then they passed it on to us. How can you not be impressed by what you're Yeah, have done say, hey, go to Africa. And, just, and we and we figured country. out from their mistakes, we were like an empire mm-hmm. with a large landmass is really hard to like contain. So we'll just financially colonize people mm. and they can keep their independence. What a delu- illusion there. Uh. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is just another episode of how we do it with the usual suspects. This is shit you might have missed on Flash Black Radio. Once again, another reminder, we are available for subscription and download from both Google Play and iTunes if you go to the podcast section and search for Flash Black. Again, I am DaVinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. Slim Williams. T. Rich. Christy. You don't want to use You want to go cut? No. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> take some You can say it for next time. <laughs> I need to come up with a tagline for cunt. Well, you just I'll did. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> we appreciate y'all listening, ladies and gentlemen. Please stay blessed in all things. Be good to each other. Uh, and we'll, we'll holler at y'all later. Peace. Peace.